You know, like a wine a, and dine me first. You yeah, know? you know, you ain't even got me a burger, and you're up talking about connections that I got. You know, yeah, at least man. take me for y'all like wings. You know, y'all like wings. Yeah. yeah, at least take me for some wings or you some ten piece. <laughs> Can I get a ten piece out of this? You know, like nothing, you know, man, nothing. nothing. Yeah. We are back, steak and sauce podcast episode four. I'm your host, Derek Nowland. We have a very special guest here today, Mr. Dan Marshall. You may remember him from the four years he played linebacker at Virginia Tech to his most recent appearance on this year's American Idol as a country music artist. Uh, Dan, thank you for being here. Let's give it up for Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Right, man. Appreciate Thanks it. for having me. Guys. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Also, my co-host, Mr. Antonio Clayman. Uh, thank you for being here, sir. Um, today's episode will be brought to you by Sinklin Farms. Sinklin Farms is hosting their second annual Sunflower Festival this weekend, where Dan will be performing tonight from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So please come on out and give those guys your support. Please follow Sinklin Farms on all social media platforms. And also a big thank you to Curtis Sink as well from Sinklin Farms. You can find them at 3020 Reiner Road in Christiansburg, Virginia. So you guys, please come check that out. They have great events lined up, um, a great musician, and it'll be a great time for sure. Um, so Dan, once again, thank you for being here today. How was the trip getting here? I was good. It was probably about a seven-hour drive. Okay. and you're from, So I recently moved to Nashville probably like a little over a month ago. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, that's that's how I met Adam here, Adam Kramer, who's a who's a killer guitar player. And okay, having us on, yeah, yeah, yes. But um, yeah, it's it's about it will driving straight through at six hours, but you're stopping, you're going to the bathroom, you know, you're getting Chick Fil A, mandatory Chick Fil A, <laughs> mandatory, kind of yeah, so, Polynesian sauce, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Polynesian. <laughs> hey, the sriracha sauce is pretty good, man. Yeah, it you is. Know, it is. Not many people know about that. It's right. got a nice sweet and spicy to it. Right. It's, it's um, good stuff. Awesome. So the recent move to Nashville, right. was that in efforts to continue to expand on your music career and you wanted to be in the heart of yeah. country music, right? Yeah. You know, well, so I grew up in Chesapeake, which is down the street from Norfolk, Virginia Beach, you know, like country music there. It's not huge, you know, but it's what I grew up with, what right. I fell in love with, you know, so to expand on my opportunity, you know, to capitalize on the show. I was like, I'm moving to Nashville, dude. This is what <laughs> I yeah. want to do. Heck yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Just take, just take a step, you know. Right. So, yeah. um, I commend you for that because, in order to chase your dreams, you got to get uncomfortable, and nothing's yeah. more uncomfortable than moving to a new city. Yeah. Uh, you know, making new friends. Yeah. Learning the area. So, man, that's awesome that you did. I, that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, nothing's more uncomfortable than you know American Idol. I, I love American Idol <laughs> okay. and stuff, but <laughs> you know, so. It's like, all right, what's moving to Nashville now? You know, right? Let's do it. You know, <laughs> right? Going from national television to going to the heart of the music working scene, man. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's awesome. And Adam, how long have you been playing? My whole life, I'd I'd say. Um, grew up in a musical family. My dad handed me a mandolin when I was around kindergarten. Okay. And uh, I played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. You know, I, I didn't get much farther than that. But then he he put me on guitar, and you know, now here I am. That's amazing. Still that's doing amazing. that. Um, I'm glad to have you here today as well. Thank you. And it uh, seems like you're already making yeah. friends and great contacts yeah. with talented people. So that's amazing, bro. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of, you know, a lot of the reason why you want to move to a city like Nashville as a musician, you know, just to, you know, kind of find people that are like-minded and, you know, have the same goal as you. So it's, it's kind of one of those cities that you're not 
you're competing against each other as musicians for, for an audience, but you're also trying to achieve the same goal. So it's like, everybody's kind of on the same team. Awesome. You know, awesome. at least that's the vibe I get so far. I might, right. I might come back on someday and be like, screw Nashville. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll move back, dude. Five years of my life, dude. Out the yeah. Done with it. Yeah. yeah. Is it, do you feel like there is cohesion between people that are artists there that want to help each other out? Or is it Absolutely. more competition based? You know, um, it's a little bit of both, but I think more cohesion for, for sure. I mean, you always want to, you're always looking for co-writes. You're always looking for, for people who are good at their craft, who want to get better. Okay. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's kind of, kind of the main reason why you'd want to be in Nashville, a place like that. That's amazing. I think you get a mixed bag too of, yeah. you know, the competition and the cohesion. There's a lot of people who just want to get together, get a group going and go out and make music. And then there's other ones that'll, you know be very friendly to your face and just kind of yeah yeah you were we were talking about this the right. other day some people just see you as a ladder and but you can spot them like that right they'll right. say like oh like hey we should write sometime no by the way you should invite this person that you know and it's like oh oh okay. i see where this is going yeah, yeah. like oh, all right man like it's cool right no, right don't worry about it yeah it seems like you know especially today everybody has an agenda and Absolutely. you got to filter through to find yeah. out which people are going to be genuine on your team and want yeah. to see you succeed, even if that means they don't come up to the next level, too. Yeah. And if you can find people like that, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm all, you know, I'm all good for, with the quid pro quo, you know, helping each other out kind of thing. But, you know, at least get to know you, the guy first, you know, at least right. get to like, you know, sit down, have a beer with him. Right. You know, before you start, you know, jumping into like, oh, so, you know, this one person, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, is there any way like, no, wine and dine me first. Yeah. yeah. You, know, <laughs> you ain't even got me a burger and you're yeah. up talking about connections that I got, you know, yeah, at least take me for y'all like wings, you know, at least take me for some wings or some 10 piece. <laughs> Can I get a 10 piece out of this? You know, like nothing, yeah, man, nothing, nothing. you know. People shock me, dude, but it is what it is. Man. It is what it is, it is because, is. you know, they see you going in a direction and they're like, you know what? Uh, this is an opportunity, you know, yeah. and unfortunately, um, you'll have those people. But I feel like you have a genuine personality. So, you, like you said, you can detect it early, very quick. You know? It's easy yeah. to filter it out you know, yeah, it when, is, when it you know what you're easy. looking for. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, you're going to get it. Right. You're going to get it. Right. So, Dan, um, growing up in the Chesapeake area, 757 area right. code, we've always heard the stories of the amazing talent that has come out of that area. Yeah. We were fortunate enough to see some of them come yeah. here to Virginia Tech. Right. Um, how was it growing up in that area, uh, being involved in sports, and just the sheer amount of talent in that area? So, so um, the reason, yeah, first and foremost, I come from a military family. Um, so that's the whole reason why we moved there in the first place. My okay. dad was 28 years active duty Marine. Thank you and for his service. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. well, yeah, he's a wonderful guy and you know, um, my hero yes. for sure. Um, but, uh, we moved there kind of towards the back half of his career. So I was like six years old when we moved there and that was like, you know, he was a full bird colonel at that point, And I think he retired maybe five years later. But anyways, we come from a very competitive family in the first place. We love sports. Love it. So we settled down on the seven five and it man would fit like a glove, dude. Right awesome. away. Like started playing ball, started wrestling, baseball, all this stuff. I never I never got into like basketball or anything. I just I was trash at it, but it's all good. But um I loved it, dude. Loved it. Um 
But yeah, crazy talent coming out of that area. I just remember like, I don't know if you guys remember like Jaquan Yuli, uh, rest his soul. He he uh, he played at Marshall. Um, Tavante Beckett, um, Josh Sweat. Um, yeah, yeah. Josh Sweat went to Florida State. There's a bunch. Devin Hunter, who's a safety for us right now for the Hokies. I mean, just like crazy talent. And there's more and more talent coming out of that area every every year. So definitely thankful to like you know you know claim it you know i just sure. I love it you yeah know? i hope that we can continue to tap into that pool of sure. talent um you know uh to bring them here and uh yeah. so those guys won't find florida state yeah and man. you know florida and all these places because everybody wants to throw up the U. I don't care nothing about that yeah well well you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't, I don't care nothing about, about what the U's got going on i ain't looked at the U since man. McGahee was down there yeah. <laughs> Man, so, speaking, you know. <laughs> speaking of the U, I, yeah. I, uh, I met Ray Lewis in LA like a oh, couple months back. Uh, yeah, a couple months back. How was that? That was sick. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's huge, dude. So he's like, <laughs> oh man, he's probably like inch and a half taller than me. Like, yeah. he's a big dude. Right, but like I went to go dap him up, and his hands like wrapped around mine. <laughs> covered, covered I was like, hand. "So this is what a Hall of Fame <laughs> right. linebacker looks like." Yeah, but he was he was just as nice as can be, and he knew who I was. I was awesome. I was stoked, man. He was like, "Oh yeah, you're that dude that that plays football and sings," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's me." That's it's Ray me. Lewis knows who you are. Yeah, that, I mean, dude, I dude, swear, that's I was, a, that's enough right there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wanted to do a cartwheel right in front of him. You know, you made it. Right. Yeah. 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 So I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was jazzed that's, to say the least. That's amazing, bro. It, it like, was cool, man. I think I had seen that picture um, on your Instagram, I believe, where you guys were shaking hands. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so he was. Um, I think his daughter was taking prom pictures or something. Okay. Yeah, we were staying at really nice part of LA for the show. And I was walking past him. I was with my brother and he was like, I think that's Ray Lewis. I was like, dude, good one. Whatever. I was like, no, seriously, look, I looked, son of a gun, dude, that's Ray Lewis. And he's standing there. I think he was with his wife and some like super fan that was talking to him. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey Ray, like, you know, you've been such a huge inspiration for me. Like yeah. I've been watching this dude since I was like eight years old bone crushing hits like leadership <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. love him yeah. um and so like just kind of like because you only see ray lewis, you only get to see people like that like how often are you going to see ray lewis that's true i don't know if i'm ever going to see him again you know if you're watching this ray like what's up dude yeah. hey ray <laughs> god bless you if but, you're watching please subscribe to the channel yeah. <laughs> please share this with all of your hall of famer friends <laughs> Let us come out and visit you. Come on, man. Come on, come man. On, you man. already know Dan. Yeah. We're cool, too. <laughs> They'll bring a podcast to you, man. Yeah, yeah. we'll bring it. Ray, come through and listen. I got 20 bucks on the table that says we put up two cones. <laughs> I'm taking you down, bro. I'm come serious. On, man. Come I'm on, just going to put that out there. Out. You know, accept the challenge, Ray. So. No, but that... Um, that's awesome, man. Shout out to Ray. Um, I actually got his book not too long ago uh, to start reading that. And okay. just just the being on that level of competitiveness and having that drive and and just being a leader at that yeah. level is amazing to me. It you is know? amazing. Yeah. When you're at that, at that level, yeah. you're, they're all <laughs> alphas. They're all everybody. They're all big dogs. Right. Everybody. So like yeah. the kind of man you have to be to like lead other dudes like that is like right it's impressive and they look Seriously. up to you it wasn't just hype yeah. like they really no they you know like look at him with admiration and right. respect and every word that comes out of his mouth he's just one of those guys you know yes, sir. So.
So, Dan, what type of lessons did you learn early on in life uh, from your father being a Marine Colonel? People don't understand yeah. the levels that different branches have. You're right. So I was in the Army. Okay. So I would definitely put the Marines right above us as far as, like, <laughs> as far, level of intensity, you know? It, yeah, he was um, He was an intense guy for sure. But, right. like, at the same time, it, like, super, extremely loving, you know? Like, right. he was, uh, he, you know, he— he always says he's like I'm not I'm not intense I'm just he calls it passion. He's passionate. I'm passionate. <laughs> I'm passionate. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's actually a good way to see it. Like right. those times right. he was trying to get you to eat those veggies, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. So like he, he, you know, he's uh he instilled like you know kind of the golden rule: treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, um, life's a contact sport, so basically, you know, you want to. You want to treat everybody with with some sort of you know dignity and respect right. and you know put on a smile for everybody, and you know for the most part it's always it's always going to be genuine. But you know some sometimes you just you never know. Um, but you know he also was you know my biggest uh, biggest fan. You know he was uh, there were times you know I was like hey dad like I need I need to play catch in the front yard like help me out you know and he's always on it man he's always the, been the one to help me with footwork drills or. You know, even when it came to music, like, you know, he was all over it. You know, he still is to this day, but, you know, it's just, yeah, so he's a he's a wonderful guy. My mom, too. My mom's, you know, second in a command over there, so she's got it going on. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I, I come I come from, a, like, a super supportive, like, family, household, um, yeah, the, you know, some of the uh, some of the sweetest, sweetest people you'll ever meet. Awesome. Seriously. Man, that's awesome. Um, I love to hear stories of people's family dynamics and— yeah. And and the reason I ask that is because I know a lot of the lessons that he gave you about um, discipline, about showing up, about completing tasks, about keeping your word, that yeah. came from the foundation he has. Absolutely. So how did that mold you early on to give you discipline when you started out um, in high school with, with athletics and things that you think other people may have not had? Yeah. Well, I, you know, that was, you know— discipline and all this that was something that you know he always he always did push but in in high school and I don't know if you guys remember what your character was like in high school but I wasn't very disciplined you know what I'm saying like I I like to go out and have fun and and all this other stuff but at the end of the day you know like um you know you you never stray too far from how you were raised so now you know I'm 24 years old now and it's I can always reflect on, you know, the lessons that my dad and and my mom taught me and, you know, kind of, kind of use those for reference to kind of guide me through, through music now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you ever want to follow in his footsteps? I know you have a brother that, right. Right. So um, yeah, I, I, I did. Um, You know, I was thinking about doing the Marine Corps. um, But at the end of the day, um, Another thing that that my parents always instilled, they always, you know, wanted you to believe in yourself kind of thing, you know. And so you want to lead a life that you want to live. So that was kind of like why you started this whole podcast. You're like, you had this in the back of your mind for a long time, but you never had the courage to do it. Until finally you said, screw it, I'm going to make videos on my iPhone, you know. (laughs) That's how everybody starts out, you know. So that was kind of like for me it was like, I'd, I'd always wanted to like sing country music. I've always loved it. It's all I listened to. I was the weirdo in high school that listened to country music. Me too. You know? Yeah. So you too. I hey, still so make straight. fun of him to this day. Yeah, this day. I listen yeah. to it. Uh, because I'll be riding down the road 
and I might have George Strait playing. Yeah. 90s country. And yeah. Antonio looks at me. I he get goes, so mad at him. He's like, what, <laughs> what is this? You know what I'm saying? I listen to Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. I was singing my heart out, right? Because I was going through something. And, you know, I was listening to Neon Moon, right? Yeah, dude, yeah. And I was singing my heart out, and he's rolling his eyes at me like, God, <laughs> yeah. leave, man. Like, you know, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I, know, man. I told him we can't always spin the block on every song. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have something. <laughs> no, mercy, we can't always do that, you know? So he always picks on me because <laughs> my playlist is genuinely all over the place. Yeah, I'll go from uh, Hanson. Yeah. To three doors down to Jeezy, <laughs> and we might end it with uh, uh, Travis Tritt. You know, oh, I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, dude. Possible. And yeah, dude. me and my mom, we literally make it a point. And now the market is so saturated with music, and we'll get into that yeah. um, because you can't keep up. Right. When I was growing up, you had to wait for an album to be released to hear that music, yeah. right? There was maybe no mixtapes in between. You were just waiting on that artist to drop something. Yeah. Now, in the midst of waiting, you can go to sleep tonight. And Currency, I don't know if y'all know him as an artist, he's dropped yeah. 15 mixtapes in 12 hours. Yeah. So you can't keep up. You know, yeah. there's no way. So uh, I think it's funny that he said that because they still make fun of me to this day. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that's fine because I'm a, I'm a always be like that. Yeah. Um, but so getting back to growing up in the household, um, the competitiveness and what so you mentioned wrestling, football, baseball. Yeah. Right. So out of those, which ones did you play for Dan and which ones did you play because someone oh wanted you to kind of play? No, I I played all those for Dan. For Dan. Okay. Straight okay. Up. All right. So and I, and I loved all three for totally different reasons. Actually wrestling and football were more closely related because I I love like kind of combat sports like yeah, i played yes. football yeah as a kid because i just wanted to hit somebody that's it dude um and wrestling because i you know i just wanted to like you know i wanted to like manhandle somebody i wanted to like learn everything right you know, was i ever, i wasn't bad at it but wrestling kind of turned me off um because they they have like tournaments every weekend and they're like friday through sunday tournaments right. and i was getting into that a little bit and i was just like you know i, I don't i don't know if i love it this much you know and then you know uh, baseball, it was it was the same thing. Those are two sports you can get burned out really easily. So yeah, I have a lot of respect round. for like college wrestlers. Oh yes, yeah. I mean they're dogs, man. Yeah. So, so they've been doing and they've been wrestling since they were three years old, and their dad wrestled, and their daddy's daddy wrestled. You know? <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> he still that, got a state championship ring, and he shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wearing his ring around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the yeah, yeah. That was thirty years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned wrestling because I come from a wrestling background in my high school. We we were able to achieve like they won like twenty state championships in a row. You know, before we kind of took a decline from that a little bit. Shout out to Christiansburg. What weight did you wrestle? So I I was one ninety five. Yeah, yeah. As a freshman in high Bro. school. Hey, 195. That's I was a big boy, dude. Yeah, hey, I'm going to tell you because up here, and I don't know what it was like up there, we went from, now everybody's going to jump on me if I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure we went from 189 to 215 to heavyweight. So 
Right. So right. 189 was the old weight class. The old weight class. I don't think they don't have one, 189 anymore because my brother wrestled 189. Well, and, hey, that's and a bruiser it, weight class, It is man. a bruiser. It is, Because dude. these guys are super fast and they're strong. So, I mean, you'll <laughs> oh, get your man. head tore off. In one oh, man. Yeah. 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 189 is nothing to, nothing to screw around with, man. They're yeah. nuts. But, uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And so, the wrestling, I get what you're saying, being burnt out, but it keeps you in excellent shape but it's oh, year damn. round you can do freestyle you can do greco right you're going to summer camps right uh different tournaments and stuff like that so i completely understand what you're talking about yeah um now you said that everything that you did was for dan and i think that that's like a great point because i found myself talking to different friends of mine and they're like hey man i played football but i really didn't enjoy it i played yeah. because my older brother played or my dad wanted me to play, but yeah. track and field was my thing, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, like yeah, Tonio, yeah. I've ran into a lot of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that does shape kind of, uh, the dynamic of your character a little bit as a young man, you know, sure. We won, uh, track meets alone because of this man right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's oh, serious. Man. We had, he had six events he would run yeah. <laughs> and he would literally <laughs> walk over to us and he's like, pick it up. Like I cannot carry y'all. He would he would grab his back, and we said, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I'm tired of carrying y'all." You know, (laughs) he he was literally doing. He got we got in trouble one time because he got on the (laughs) bus. We got on the bus, and Tonio was like, "We suck," and just yelling it out. And the coach was like, "Tonio, none of that." You know, well, we do. That's what he said. You know, and like I'm sitting there, like, man, we're trying. And so I was throwing shot and disc. And yeah, um, we're trying. And I'm like, dude, we're trying. I'm like, you see this guy I'm throwing up against? Tony goes, I know one thing. You better not come in dead last. That's that was all the thing. Like, Don't come in dead last. Don't come in dead last. That was a thing. So would you, he yeah. did the 100, 200, 400, high jump, triple jump, and long jump. jump. And he would first or second in all those. So he says, if I leave the team, y'all are done. Y'all won't win another meet. He's lying. <laughs> you said that? Never. That's never. Crazy. I'm a humble guy. I'm a humble guy. <laughs> not only That's and, crazy. and listen, where's Terrell Burks? Everybody out there watching this. Not only did Tonio tell me that, yeah. he told the coach. <laughs> <laughs> the coach got up immediately. Hey, let, let's, let's fix this. Let's fix this. This is why we, we had to change the name from uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, everything I'm saying is true. Yeah. Everything I listen, I was there, I witnessed it. This man alone, I'm telling you, he was he was a, a, an amazing athlete. But um, see, that's what blows my. So you were like, pick it up, guys, and everybody's like, I can only run so, so fast. fast. I can only do so much. <laughs> you are the fastest man He's within fastest 50 man. miles yes. of this place. You know, nobody was touching him on the football field. It's not like it's yeah. not. Well, it's not like a team sport either. No, like, come on, man, run faster. I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. I literally can't. I had a head coach, and then I had him. You know, so I'm telling them, dude, the guys I'm throwing against are throwing 48 feet. Yeah, grown men, you know, Scott King, you know, he tells me, figure it out, figure it out. I'm over here, you know, he's like, I'm dying over here. I remember one time they had a what was that relay in Salem? Oh, it was the four by one, four by one relay. The first leg, my buddy Stefano Blakely, shout out to Stefano. Stefano takes off, right? Yeah, 10 steps in, grabs his hamstring, right? Tonio comes from fourth leg. On the corner, runs over. Get up! Get up. <laughs> was, first, first of all, that was the only way to put a state so my junior year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get up! He was young. Get up! And Stefano's on the ground, right? Yeah. Screaming, holding his thing. Tony was trying to pick him up. Get up! 
<laughs> so I'll never forget that to the day I die. Like Tony, Tony was like, "You're not gonna blow my chances at state. You're gonna get up right there." <laughs> you ran at him. Yeah, he ran across the field. What? Yeah. Well, now, come on. If man. I'm lying, I'm flying. Anybody watching this right now, they know this is a true story. If you, what, what year was that? Two thousand. It was a junior year. Two thousand three. Blew out his hamstring. Well, no, he. He faked what? it. He didn't want to run it anyway. The coach made him run it, so he oh, didn't he want to run it. it. So he took three or four steps, steps and grabs dropped. Antonio. You oh. can see the fire in his eyes. Okay, he was so mad. Antonio took off across the okay, football I'd field. Mad. I'd be mad too. Yeah, yeah. heated. Everybody yeah. else is in the corner already digging. That. Yeah, Antonio, get up, get up. You <laughs> I was in tears, Dan. I'm telling you, in tears in the bleachers because I know what he did. Yeah, I know what he did. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, I thought I thought he actually blew out his hamstring, and you were like, "No, okay, no, no he was crazy. like, get up, because I know that's you ain't so hurt." Yeah, he, he was faking. Yeah, okay. he was faking. Yeah, yeah. Did he have the baton in his hand too? Yeah, he was swatting at him with the baton. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the baton at Tonyo, like trying to get him back. You know, like yeah. I'm hurt. Yeah. The rest of the guys came in. They had a meeting in the middle of the field. Yeah. And it was like, he's faking. Look at him. Like, <laughs> you ain't hurt. You know, it was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Why would you, why would you be scared to run, run a meet? Because he just wanted to do jumps. That's it? Yeah. Oh, man. Now, Stefano, I know you're a police officer now. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, this is all jokes. He's in the seven five seven. Yeah, he's in the seven five seven. Please don't come down here. Tell me I got a tail light out. <laughs> Rough me up in some type of way, you know. <laughs> no, hey, it's nothing but love for you. All right. We back the blue. Okay. We back, <laughs> we back the blue. So yeah. So we want to get into Dan a little bit um more in depth in like the high school because I don't think people fully understand. I coached at a four A school in Charlotte. Okay. It looked like a community college. Right? That's it was it, I've never seen anything like that. Coming from Christiansburg to that was incredible. So um can you kind of dive into like how you went to a six A school? Yeah, um, so again, like moved there when I was like six years old. So I, I got two older brothers. Okay, the oldest one, his name's Richard, and he's eight years older than me. And the middle one is Benjamin, he's five years. Um, so they, you know, they love football just as much as I do, and they they went to Western Branch and. I I do remember like growing up, my mom being like, "Oh wow, there's you know." I think I I, got, I can't remember how many kids go to the high school. Maybe like twenty five hundred or something like that. There's a lot of kids. Yeah, you know. Um, and Chesapeake's so competitive. I mean, we got Oscar Smith. Um, yeah, they're the uh, number one Indian, team state. Indian River, Ocean Lakes is right down the road. They're right. they're at the beach. I mean, we we got some serious competition. But uh, yeah, man, it was nuts. I I just remember like summers of if you want to play ball down there, it's not like where summer's here, you might be able to like, all right, I'm going to go fishing. I, I can skip football practice because it's summertime, whatever. No, it's full-blown commitment. Right. You know, at 15, 16 years old, it's like I'm waking up at 530 in the morning, you know, and I'm going to practice, and I'm going to be there till noon. Seriously. It's wow. cr it's crazy. That's and, crazy. And you're lifting, running, and watching film. And you, you're you young. You don't know anything about film yet. You're just kind of like watching a game. Yeah. On, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what the yeah. hell's going on? Yeah. But um, it's, it's super competitive. But at the same time, those are the kind of players that colleges want, you know, in my opinion, because the, the, when you adapt to college, it makes it that much easier. 
you know, cause you, you've been there. I've, I've been waking up at five 30 in the morning, you know, I've been doing this, you know, it's going to be a lot harder obviously, but it's like, you know, it's highly competitive. It's crazy. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So when did you realize you wanted to play football at the next level? Oh, shoot. When I was six years old, <laughs> okay. you already knew. Oh, yeah. I knew yeah. right away, straight away. I always had this, had this love for, for the game, man. I oh, loved it. It's, it, it is one of those things where it's like, you either love it or, you know, you hate it, but like you're good enough, so you do it anyways. Has it always been your first love? It has been. That's how for it was sure. for me too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's been my first love. So, and I can remember the very moment I fell in love with it. So, um, I'm a green. I'm not really a Green Bay Packers fan anymore because you know I went off to school and that was that. But I was a huge Green Bay Packers fan, and the Packers had a running back named Amon Green. Yes, sir. Who was, <laughs> he was a dog yeah, on he the field. Yes, he, he was a dog. <laughs> And I remember watching him like I got it. It was it might have been like a just a basic like a power or a counter or something. He just broke free and he was just he used to carry the ball like this. He had, like, yeah. he had the elbow pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> carry the ball like this and you know scores and I, you know I remember being a little kid like dude I this is nuts. I got I want to do that you know right. and then, of course they had Brett Favre and uh, Donald Driver and you know all the all these other you know, studs that studs that I, you know, fell in love with. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the, uh, the genesis of, of, you know, me falling in love with the game. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So like, I wanted to kind of tap into, and we try to push this a lot because I want young kids to realize what is necessary, what's going to be required of them going from like a six, a school. And when you walking on to tech, Sure. What was that experience like? Were you highly recruited or was this a thing where you went for a visit and you were like, hey, I like it here? Right. So it was um, I wasn't I wasn't highly recruited. Really? Okay. It was one of those things where I, I, I probably could have gone to like a CNU or um, Bucknell, you know, up north, something like that. VMI. VMI is um, great. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to I, I took a visit to tech unofficial, as I was, you know, a walk on. And I remember like seeing the stadium for the first time. I was like, "Oh my goodness, never seen anything like this." You know, really, never been to a college. Well, actually, I've, I've been, I've seen ODU, okay, but uh, nothing like this. And I was like, "This is nuts." You know, it's like, could I really do this? You know. And then that's where my parents come in again. You know, they're they they you know they've they've always helped me kind of like shape that belief. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, you can do it. Sure, you know, you can do anything. I'm just like, okay, you know, so it was, uh, it was one of those things like go big or go, go home, buy once, cry once. Like, yeah. so I, uh, once I took that visit to tech, there was no turning back. You know, that was it. I'm Inter sure. inner Sandman for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> so I still get goosebumps. You yeah. can hear the stadium yeah. from Christian Bird. It's crazy. It, you know, the ground shakes, it's, it's, it's nuts, but, um, I walked onto the field. I think it was, I think it was a, uh, a spring game or something. And I said, what's up to Frank Beamer? And I don't think he knew who I was, but it was his last year coaching. Okay. So he, he was like, how you doing, son? He like gave me a hug. And I was like, <laughs> I was like good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way you know who I am. Who but, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I got the full experience and there was, there was no turning back. It was, it was cool. Back when, uh, I also had a visit at Tech. Okay. 
and I'll share this with you because you just shared your story. But uh, I went there and uh, I had a moment to step out of the tunnel, just taking in Lane Stadium, right? Taking it all in. This is 2003, right? Yeah. And back in those times, Frank, I called him Frank, he used to ride around on a golf cart with his hat backwards. And he'd be listening to all types of rap music and stuff, like really? hyping kids. <laughs> and he would ride around on this golf cart. And this wasn't no regular golf cart. Like, it had a little bit of pep on it, you know? Yeah, it had like a lift. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like nice rims on it and everything, you know? And he's got his hat backwards. So I'm out there, and I'm just taking on the field, and I'm just taking in like, man, one day I'm going to run out of this tunnel, you know? So I heard a cart coming up, and I just thought somebody was just going to go to the left of me and go around me. Yeah. Frank plows into the back of my calf. Boom. I hit the ground. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know? And I turn around. It's him on the court. So I'm on the floor, and I'm like, Mr. Beaver, like, what's up? You know, why? You know, what I do, you know? He gets off so nonchalant, comes over to me. He said, stand up, son. So I'm hurt. I stood up, and I'm looking at him. He goes, let me tell you right now, if you can't take that hit that I just gave you, (laughs) you'll never run out of that tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Like, surprised my knee and everything just didn't just get blasted. So he, so he tried to like, he definitely, it was an accident. He saw me and lined it up from 30 yards away, you know, like smack. And I'm pretty sure he had it wide open too, you know? And when he, I'm telling you, when he hit my calf, why? And I'm looking, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't even know who I was, you know? And he told me straight up, hey, if you can't take that, you'll never run out of that tunnel. And I'm like, did they do this to everybody? <laughs> did that happen to you? Did they hit you with a golf cart? Oh, they hit me with a damn golf cart. <laughs> Shout out to the Hokie Nation. Yeah. Shout out to Frank Beamer. But Shout golly, out, Frank. You know? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. And I mean, I got plowed in the back of the calf. I mean, my leg was black and everything. Oh, man. I tell this story and people think I'm lying. <laughs> you know? Like, that's, a, you know, like, why would that happen? Why would he do that? that? Is, yeah, that's like. That's out of pocket. That's, that's out of so, pocket, you know? That's and so that's He so had crazy. no compassion for me, Dan. None. He looked at me and was like, you're not going to make it. You know? And I know there's harder hits out on the field, of course. I, I don't think anybody would have made it. <laughs> yeah, nobody, be on the ground. nobody. I don't care who you are. Yeah, Ray, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ray loses the golf cart. He's not yeah, going to yeah. like it either. He'll probably eat the golf cart, you know what I'm saying? But picked it up. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was crazy. But I figured I'd share that with you, you know? That's because, so funny, man. You know, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. So how was being a student athlete? Because the pressures of that, the requirements, what you guys are expected to do, not only in the classroom, but your conduct, sure, on and off the field, strength training, diet. Can yeah. you go into that a little bit? Like how how involved were the were the staff in your guys' day to day? Not only with your um, uh, the education side but with your off the field. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's one of those things too when when you're playing at that level, they're involved in everything. <laughs> Y'all heard that? Everything. <laughs> Did you guys hear it? Yeah. So 
um, as a freshman coming in, you know, you're, you're supposed to have study hall. And if you don't have above a, I think, I forget what the GPA requirement is like a, like a two five or something. You okay. don't have above a two five, you're staying in study hall. So I'd had teammates that stayed in study hall from the time they walked on campus to the time they walked off. Wow. It was crazy. But, uh, yeah, yeah you know, it's, um, but the nice thing about having study hall and it's, it, it's mandatory some for some kids it's mandatory the nice thing about that um it's kind of a blessing in disguise because when you have total freedom out, out of football cuz you work hard in the in the weight room you're running sprints you know you're lifting your face off you're you, you know you got nutritionists and that's your main focus you're watching film that's your homework um and so your free time you just want to chill right you know so, you know, mandatory study hall is one of those things you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta walk in and, you know, you have to at least look like you're studying. <laughs> <laughs> and play the part a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, admittedly, a lot of times I was definitely playing the part, you know, right. I'd have like Game of Thrones on my on my uh, laptop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd have game of Thrones on my laptop, but I had like a little Apple MacBook, So I do like a three finger swipe. <laughs> and, it would be like, and like Whoop. they had like, they had like these, uh, these ladies that walk around and like inspect, make sure you're doing your homework or whatever. And I would, Oh man, I'd bamboozle these women so bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Yeah, man. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Dang, but, look at these Lannisters. There was, <laughs> there was, yeah. But it was so good because, <laughs> and this is my buddies laugh about this to this day. So like on the spare screen, so on the when I swipe right, it would just be the Google Home screen. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd be like, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like staring at my computer, and it'd say like go the Google <laughs> with the search bar. <laughs> I'd be staring at it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, you know, I swipe, swipe right, and like keep watching Game of Thrones, and then she like come running over, and I like swipe again, and it's like still staring at the home screen. Like she's that. so mad because she's like, I know. She's like, you're doing it's something. There's no yeah. way you've been staring at that Google home screen for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, ma'am. I've actually been watching the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's crazy. I don't mean to cut you off. It's crazy you, you even mentioned that show because we had entire episodes of Basement Boys dedicated to Game of Thrones, like funny content, like yeah. uh, with Cersei and like yeah. everything, like yeah. everything she was doing, yeah, like how yeah. wild she was. Yeah, and uh, it's just a, a great show, by the way. Oh, dragon, I love it. Next month, hey, it's uh, they got the uh, House of Dragon. Yep. Next oh, month. when does that come out? August 26th, I think. Dude. HBO. Yep. House of Dragons. I'm there. Yeah. yeah House we're of Dragons. There. Uh, if you call my phone next month and I do not answer you <laughs> because I'm creating content and I'm watching these dragons and I hope they burn. And, you know, like I said, like I said on the last episode, I called it. I said, listen, them dragons are going to burn the city to the ground. You know, burn it to the ground. You know? And the funniest thing, and I'll get back on top yeah. for a second. We were watching um, one of the last episodes. Mm -hmm. Cersei looks out over King's Landing, right? Yeah. And that dragon's just laying waste. You could see her face like, gosh. And she didn't even believe she had him. Yeah. Too late now. Yeah. 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 Yep. Dude, I... 
I, yeah, trust me, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was, what are y'all's houses? I, I'm a, I'm, I'm so a, we talked about this. We like them all. We like them all, but the Lannisters, just, the Lannisters are so <laughs> they were just ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you got Tywin energy, dude. Tywin energy. That's yeah, my favorite character. If I could be anybody, it would probably be him because, like, he talks his way out of everything. He was so cunning. And, oh yeah, you know, like I uh, loved him. So especially smart. when yeah. he, you know, he was sitting there talking to people. And he'd get his way out of stuff, and we would laugh because we were like, we'd see somebody do something, like, messed up. We'd be like, bro, he's a Lannister. <laughs> you know? like, we didn't even attach that to, like, modern-day stuff. Like, bro, he's a Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> he's wild, you know? But I loved, like, you know, Winterfell and, yeah. you know, that whole storyline. And Tonio's going to laugh at me right now, but I've been doing a lot of research about Antarctica. Yeah. And they have an ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, Admiral Byrd back in 1939 <laughs> led an Arctic expedition down there. Okay. They got over top of that ice wall where the wildlings were because, right, the ice wall, right? Yeah. Nobody ventured out past that. Game of Thrones was telling us stuff in plain sight, yeah. and we didn't want to see it. Yeah. If you go to Antarctica <laughs> and you go over that ice wall, they got woolly mammoths. They got, <laughs> they got big people They got still. crazy stuff. They, they got, got giants. Tall. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. Admiral Byrd already confirmed it. Tonyo thinks I'm lying. If something happens to me, yeah. it's because I'm talking about this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You go to Antarctica right now and land a plane, <laughs> You will get choked out immediately. Yeah, somebody yeah. will just show up. Boop, yeah. done. The Ice King's coming. Yeah, uh, yes, uh. yes. I'm telling you, Admiral Byrd documented in his diary. We dropped down to a thousand feet to see what these animals were. We have confirmed they are woolly mammoths. <laughs> really? I don't even don't sound like he believe you, dude. No, no, yeah, he doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Listen, I'm telling you, have arguments about hey. every little thing. <laughs> every little thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and right. say he was lying. You think he's lying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, who goes to Antarctica, right? This is nobody. Nobody. So but like, there's a reason. I'm telling you. Well, that's what he's saying. He's like, all right, who else is gonna come out of this cold place? He's like, I can say anything in my journal. There are woolly mammoths. All right. <laughs> all right. I think he's more on my ice side. Dragons. Dragons. I think I'm on your page. You know, right? if it was Crazy. if it was false. Why did they destroy 500 pounds of film after all that, right? And this was the old, like, yeah, you know? I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to that. Because there are no woolly mammoths in that film. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. I don't know, man. Nothing's been confirmed. Yeah. I'm a, I'm all the evidence skeptic, that was there, I'm a skeptic. Yeah. 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 You remember what happened last time we had an argument about if there's wind in space or not? It is. Ain't no, no American no flag blowing in space. There is no, no wind, wind in dust space. off the moon. How's it, where's it coming from? The moon has an atmosphere. Thank it's you. not just like a. It's got. I'm a, I'm a but tell like you. space is outside the atmosphere, is it not? I mean, we're talking vacuums, right? And I'm telling you right now that uh, they said Neil Armstrong had those little uh, soft shoes, no ridges on the bottom, and every step he took put a little ridge. And <laughs> you want to know why? Because they were in a Hollywood studio set when they filmed that. Dude, what was that Red Hot Chili Peppers song that talks about that? Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood mm -hmm. basement. Yeah. Um, dream of Californication. Yeah. No, that's a Whatever. good song. That's, that's what that made me think. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, Anyways. sorry. Sorry, y'all. Uh, but no, so at that point, you had four years there at Tech playing linebacker, which you got to be a dog to be able to do that, right? Uh, 
that's a position that you got to be a headhunter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You, you, you got to have some sort of aggression. You got to, you got to. You can't be you soft. Know? Can't yeah. be soft because you won't get replaced. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Quickly. Well, I mean, honestly, at that level, everybody's a dog, man. Right. Everybody, everybody wants a piece of you. That's it. Right. You know? Right. Down to the DBs, like just dogs. Right. And D, I would say DB is a little bit more, right? Because I mean, yeah. they, they, I mean, they're say yeah. okay. I'd say safety, like like right. uh, strong safety, strong safety, strong safety. Right. Oh man, yeah. That, that's that was like that. I I wanted to play that. I was too slow. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I was too slow. So too slow. when you were there, uh, what were some of the times that you had to get over the most adversity while at Virginia Tech? What did that look like for you? Were there times where you were like, hey, I'm done with this? Sure. Were there times you considered, hey, I'm just going to go to school, get my education? Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, there there were definitely some some times like, you know, after a, after a really bad – okay. This has brought me back. So my first spring ball, and we had a stacked linebacker core. And this is, you know, we – I had my first fall there. Um and I was a young guy, never paid attention to film because, you know, th you know, Bud, Bud wants to invest in the guys that are going to be going out on right on Saturdays. So we had Andrew Matupawaka, who is incredible. Yes. Uh, we had Tremaine Edmonds was the will. And First then row, behind right. him, we had uh, Sean Hules camp. And, you know, he was he was just as good as Andrew. Incredible. Um, and then behind him, we had Anthony Chagog, who was all the, basically like all older guys, all vets. Right. And it was like first string, second string, third string. You know, they were all great. So I was like, you know, back up to the third string. And I was just like, you know, a young guy didn't really care. I was like, okay, you know, right. I'll work out and eventually I'm going to learn this stuff. Right. So my first spring ball there, um, Everybody starts go like getting down. Everybody starts hamstrings. Um, yeah, everybody starts getting hurt. And wow. because they're older vets, they want to take care of them. So, you know, you're an older guy. The moment you have a toothache, they're like, "Don't no, yeah, it's okay. We, don't, don't, don't it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We have him over here. We have a guy. Get what's his name? What's yeah. his name? <laughs> Get in there. Right. This is your chance. It's like. Really? <laughs> so basically, long story short, like the first string, second string, third string linebacker court, everybody gets hurt. And it's like me and this other dude out there, probably the most miserable spring I'd ever had. It was like wow. you know, drinking water through a fire hose. It was insane. You know? Right, yeah. And Bud Foster, you know. Very intense. Who, who I love. Very intense. I love him. Yeah. But he is a he is an intense man. Right, right. <laughs> you can see that on TV. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is intense. Yeah. I've read I've read the uh, his mouth sometimes on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, he's, he's an easy lip read. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. Like he. Uh, he's a he's a passionate man as well. Just like you know my Probably. my own dad. Right. So, um, but uh, so you know there that was a rough spring, and so you know there are definitely times where you know you want to. You want to not quit, but like, you're just like, man, is this like you're, you're considering some things, you yeah. know, but again, you know, pulling, you know, referencing, um, you know, my parents and, and how I was raised, it was kind of like you quit. You're never going to stop thinking about it. Right. You're never going to get this chance back. 
seriously, you know, right. like I could be sitting here 24 years old and just be like, yeah, well, I, I stopped playing because, you know, coach said some mean things to me. Right. You know, that's, that's no way to, that's no way to go. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, there were definitely some times where there was adversity and, you know, blood, sweat and tears, everything. Oh, gotcha. but yeah. you know, one of the main things that helped me too was my guys, the guys that I came in with, right. um, seriously, like top notch character, tough, tough dudes, man. You know, we, we did everything together and, yeah. you know, they kind of help you along. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, Dan, when <clears throat> talking about that adversity, you're approaching your senior year. Yeah. Um, getting your major and stuff like that, all that mapped out. Right. What was your plan of action at that point? Were you thinking, hey, we may look into the next level. We may start looking into that. And also, this whole time you've had this talent. Right. Uh, that 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 was something that you love and, you know, dear to your heart, country music and and singing and playing instruments and stuff like that. Did that kind of play into your decision at this when you were a senior, you know, trying to like say, hey, I'm going to go to corporate world or am I going to try to? Yeah, that was always, yeah, music was always in the back of my mind. It was whether or not, you know, it, you're always, you're always kind of like, what are other people going to think? You know, what That's, are, right. you know, well, you know, like I've always been like this linebacker, like, you know, kind of guy, you right. know, like, what are people going to think, you know? Right. Um, and it took me a while to kind of digest that, A, really, nobody cares, you know? I mean, and if they do care, screw them, because they're weirdos anyways, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and B, you know, just, it's your life. You got yeah. one of them. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. Like, live it on your terms, you know? Give it a shot while you're still young. Yep. So, um, and, uh, you know... I, when when Idol called me, it wasn't like I was fully jumped into music. I was still thinking about going to the Marine Corps and or you know getting a job with my degree. Um, but you know it was it was one of those opportunities that it, it's it's like uh, you never know at what you know how your blessings are going to come. They're not always going to come the way you want them to. That's true. You know, and I'm I was never the type to be like. I'm going to go on American Idol. I never that, never that kind of type, but the, I just kind of looked at it a little differently. I was like, well, maybe this is happening for a reason, right? you know, because it's not, you know, they looked for me, you know, and that was, uh, that was, that was kind of a sign to just like, Hey, maybe you should, maybe you should give this a shot, an honest shot. Right. So. You made a good point. Me and Tony talk about this all the time. We have one life, right? And we yeah. have, one shot to do as many things as we can to fulfill whatever dreams we have. Absolutely. And oftentimes if you let people into that, they can either support you or they can try to like deconstruct that. Yeah. And what you just said, such a great point. Like if they're not supportive of it, that's okay. Still got love for you, but I know this is what I want to do right. because you don't want to look back when you're 50, 60 years old and half of the stuff you wanted to do, you did not because you, you valued someone else's opinion too much. Yeah. And Me and Antonio wouldn't even be doing this right now if we valued all the opinions of people. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Some people don't even agree that we should have fun and make jokes. And, and I'm like, this is life. This is it. This, this is, is real it. stuff. Yeah, it's real stuff. People, you know? Yeah. Like 
people laugh, you know, right. like, it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's okay. I want people to do that more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So you guys understand where I'm coming from. Right? 100%. Anybody that puts themselves out there, even Adam knows, yep. you know, anybody that puts themselves out there, especially in a field like, like we're in, right. you know, it's like podcasting musicians. It's, it's, um, it's, it's something that, you know, takes a lot of courage, but it's like, you know, you want to, I don't know. You want to, you want to just live life on your own terms. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get a lot of feedback, you know, yeah. right. it's up to you to figure out who's being genuine and who wants to give you the supportive, you know, sort of yeah. criticism you need to continue with what it is that you do. Right. Versus the people that are just there to see you and, you know, Oh man, you're doing great. That's awesome. You know, I, I, you know, fans love them, but you know, making sure they have your best interest in mind. Best interest. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. not talking about, you should write a song about this and do this and yeah. you know, right. Yeah, man. It, yeah, it's easy. You know, if they're, uh, you know, once you start doing things that make you happy too, and you you find out who your friends are really quick. You do because your friends will celebrate it with you, right? You know, they'll be like, "You're doing this, yeah? Oh, that's awesome!" Or like, "Oh, he's doing this. I hadn't heard from him in a while." Right? It's, you know, and so, you know, you find out who they are really quick, and it. it thank God for it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right know? because. It definitely helps out, even with everything that you've been through, because just from talking to you, you had so many different avenues you could have taken. You know? Uh, I'm blessed. You're blessed. blessed. You, you had so many different avenues that you could yeah. have taken. Um, and, I, and I'm proud that you you did something that, is, that scared you. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to do the things that scare you. It's the only it time is. you can be brave. It's the only yeah. time you can be brave, because you know how many people have, have come up and they're like, hey... Um, Man, I remember back in high school, you still making jokes and doing this the same way, man. You haven't changed. And I'm like, that's a good thing. Yeah. I have changed, but I'm doing stuff that that makes me happy, you yeah. know? So let's not talk about 20 years ago. Let's talk about right now. Yeah. What are we doing right now? Exactly. You know, and at the end of all this, I want to look back no matter what our platforms do. Yeah. And I can say, hey, I talked to Adam and and Dan one day yeah. and Curtis yeah. and we had an amazing time. Yeah. You know, like that's it. Dude. This yep. is cement it, you know, yeah. this is, you know, so I'm yeah. thankful for that. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So to get into uh, kind of out of college ball and I had another question about, um, you know, just what it was like being at that level and not necessarily being like the front man. Right. Right. Because you're still required to put as much 100% effort, all the reps, every down, you're still required yeah. to know that playbook at that right. level. Right. Because, like you said, they never know when they're going to be like, hey, you. Right. You know? So what was that like to continue to be motivated and knowing that, hey, I am going to be behind this guy, this guy, unless they're getting hurt or something like that? Right. Yeah. Well, um, so when you when you start out, you're you're hopeful, you know, and and you do all the homework, and you're in the weight room, and all this other stuff. But as an older guy, I think you have so much invested into the program, and you know, into your guys, and into the coaches, right? Too, you know, you love them all, right? Um, so it's 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 and it's hard work. It is really hard work. Um, but you know, it's that's something that just really comes down to you know, what matters the most to you. Right. You know? Um, yeah. to me, you know, the program 
you know, it was, it was my life at that point. It was, you know, it was everything. Um, and you know, the guys that were in front of me, like they were some of my best friends. That's awesome. So it's not, I, you know, yeah, you're competing against your teammates for, for the starting job, but like once they get it, you know, you, and you're, you're always practicing, like, you know, you're, you're going to go in next, like you're the starter kind of thing. But that, you know, that means you're, you also have to be a, their biggest cheerleader. You also have to be a big supporter of them, you know? Um, Sounds like know. it was easy to do that, you know, with the type of connections that you had yeah. while you yeah. were playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, they're all wonderful guys. They make uh, it easy. You know, one thing I did see at tech and I'll say this, uh, y'all had the best, like equipment, facilities, resources, and y'all had cold water. I played football. <laughs> I played football, and I'm going to tell you right now, Dan, we couldn't even get ice for our water here. And if you're watching this, you know who you are. I'd still like to speak to you about this offline at some point. Uh, the Hokies, Hokie Nation, they have cold water. You want to know why? Because you're practicing in the heat. <laughs> They had us drinking out of a water hose. That's crazy. That they poured ice <laughs> on top of. Now, that ice ain't going to do nothing for the water that's, that's inside of that hose. That's a waste. You know? That's terrible. Tony and them are laughing <laughs> because the linemen were over here getting dogged out. And you know what they were doing? Standing Pretty in a line. <laughs> standing in a line, waving their hands like this, and a guy's at the end going to catch a ball. And they're talking about telling us, pick it up. <laughs> they didn't move their feet for 45 minutes. And I was just like, dude, this is We got to keep our eyes on the ball. Yeah, I got, I got it. I got it. But you know what? Shout out to the Hokies. You want to go there, play football. It's great. They have oh, cold man. water. So okay. We were looking at the uh, the new dining facility they have. Yeah. That place is nuts. So they didn't have that when I when mm. I left the program. Okay. And, I mean, Virginia Tech's growing so fast. Right. Um, but we walked in there, and what they, they had, like, egg rolls lined up and, like, it's obvious how much they care about their yeah, athletes. Exactly. And their That's good. Every, yeah. like, everything is, I mean, and it was like that when, when I was there too, but everything, literally everything is designed to make you a better athlete. Everything. That's crazy. We got, you know, down to the doctors, the trainers, nutritionists. Look, I'm, I'm plugging in Virginia Tech football right now, but it it's nuts. Hokies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's seriously nuts. And, you know, I was, when we were walking around the facility there, I was like, you know, I was, I felt gratitude. I was, I was really happy that I, I was be able a part to of it. be a part of that, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, man, it was that's incredible. awesome. It was awesome. That's awesome. want to switch gears just a little bit to, I know I read something that you had wrote about starting, uh, to pick up instruments at an early age, riding right. in your truck, singing, yeah, always loving country music. Shout out to you on that. Um, <laughs> the all moon, yeah, hey, yeah. When the sun goes down on my side of town, Tony, <laughs> yeah. not yours, mine. Okay. Sometimes uh, people just right, wish they're right, one right, and only, dude. You, you gotta have emotions, man. You, you know, gotta feel that. You no, feel it, yeah. My side, of my town. side of town. Uh, <laughs> so when did you first start playing instruments? Oh, maybe seven years old, seven or eight. That's I impressive. Started, yeah, I started playing piano. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily want to. That was one of that. See, you mentioned like, what did Dan want to do? What did Dan want to do? What, so what, what dad wanted Dan <laughs> to do <laughs> was, <laughs> was to appreciate. He wanted me to like at least have some sort of appreciation for music. Right. Um, so it wasn't necessarily supposed to be like, 
you know, one of those things like he's going to do it whether he likes it or not. It's like, let him give it a shot um, and see how he likes it. And awesome. it didn't take long at all. I mean, I just, you know, fell in love with it. I fell in love with jazz. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of like the, the, the gateway into, you know, other, other things. Awesome. So how did you build up the courage to go from, you know, having little jam sessions with your friends, playing right. guitar, all these different instruments, to getting on social media and utilizing that platform to upload to TikTok and doing those yeah. type of things. So I was uh, I was working a night shift at a uh, it's it's a port out in Portsmouth called Inviva, and basically I won't get into what they do, but I was working there with a friend of mine. Okay, and uh, one of our coworkers brought in a Martin guitar, and Martin's a, it's it's a nice guitar, right? And he was playing some James Taylor and sitting there, and it's like three in the morning. I'm like, dude, this sucks. Whatever. Right. And he goes, Dan, do you know anything? Can you play guitar? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you want to play and sing us something? I was like, sure. He handed me th this Martin, and I started playing uh, like Texas Was You, but it's it's a song by Jason Aldean called okay. Texas Was You. Yeah. And when I finished the song, I picked my head up, and like they were all just like what that was good dude right so ever since i did that my my friend was like dude stop being a coward and start posting something on tiktok and it took me about a month like you know it didn't it didn't i guess a month is that is that long <laughs> man i mean i don't know he kept doing it but i was just like you know i'd always wanted to but it, again it's like what, what would people think you know right maybe, maybe a month or two right I'm still on it but uh but uh, yeah, so I finally posted one, and I think it was uh, I think it was Neon Moon, my first. Video. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Was Neon, or, yes, yeah, sir. It might have been Neon Moon, yeah. But uh, yeah, so and it did really well, and that was super encouraging. So I just kept posting videos. Before that, I, on TikTok, I'd post like stupid stuff, like you know me me running in the snow at, like barefoot, and then like falling, and I you get up, and there'd be like an imprint of like a a. a cock and balls like in the snow or something like stupid you know <laughs> yeah like so that's what oh, I, you know like, yeah. up to that point like that's what i use tiktok for just like totally fun <laughs> that's hilarious it was pretty funny yeah that's funny and then uh yeah so the first video i like you know i just posted it and it did really well and that was that was right. kind of like how it all started. I was like, Oh, maybe I got something here. Yeah. So, uh, so when you were doing that, what was, uh, who caught that attention, that traffic from those going viral and who reached out to you about, um, you know, being one of the artists on America. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, one of the producers, um, her name's she's really nice. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say her name. But uh, <laughs> she, sorry. We'll edit it uh, if we, we if we have to. Yeah. Okay, but uh, really nice lady. But she uh, she DMs me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, I'm so and so from American Idol. Um, we're really interested." But the way she like formatted it, it looked like a bot. It like it didn't look. You real. didn't believe it. Yeah. And I get fake messages a lot, and it's just like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, like every once in a while, you get like a fake. Like, hey, like you know, invest five hundred dollars and you'll get fifty thousand dollars back yeah. in a week. I'm like, right. like Okay. Right. So I thought it was like, so I'm I didn't put my credit card information anywhere online. Right. Yeah. I thought it was fake and I didn't, I didn't message her back. And then she 
calls the alumni association and she got that connection because my TikTok photo was a picture of me in my football uniform. Okay. So she, she recognized that and she, she called the alumni association and they got a hold of my parents because that, you know, I didn't answer. I mean, it was just a random number. I'm not picking up for random numbers. He don't either. Yeah. So, nope. You know, but my mom will. <laughs> Shout out. Thank God. No. Shout out, Perry. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, um, yeah, so she uh, she she picks up and, and they go, hey, does your son like, sing? Like, yeah. Well, American Idol's trying to get a hold of him and he's not picking up. And she was like, what? And then she, she called me and she was like, you know American Idol's trying to get a hold of you? And I was like, oh, I guess it was real. And, yeah. You know, and it turned out it was the same lady that DM'd me. And, uh, you know, just kind of sat back for maybe a day on it. And I was, you know, talked with some of my friends and family and it was like, what do you got to lose, man? Like maybe just, just go for it, you know? So yes, sir. that was, that was the attitude. That's awesome. So I went in there with no expectations whatsoever. And I'm honestly thankful for it because a lot of people that go on, there are a lot of great singers and songwriters and artists that go onto that show and they, they, you know, put it on a pedestal Okay, and it is a great show. And I love, I love all three judges and they're all wonderful artists. They've shaped American culture. Oh, excuse me. But, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's when you go in there with no expectations and you're not scared of anything, you know, or, you know, I was nervous obviously, but you just, just do your best. You know, it, it makes it that much easier to, to do something like that. So speaking of the judges, uh, on that show, Katy Perry was one of them, correct? Oh yeah. I wasn't even going to say nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, she made it. He said it and, for you. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. We will keep this PG. Of course, we are, you know, you know. but I, I just want to know if you, if you had an email to her or something I like said, that. Just tell her I said, uh, you know, Miss Perry, uh, I, I got my own, you girl. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah uh, I'll be your firework. You know, and, <laughs> and, cool. and yeah. baby, you're a firework. You're fine. You know, so, you know, no, but no, I said that because you go, you brought it down a level. You did that. You go, I, I went down. You did that. You had to match me where I was You did that subconsciously. You were like, so Katy Perry. So Katy Perry. That's my, that's my late night radio voice. You know? Yeah. So, um, I heard that Lionel Richie was smacking folks on that show. <laughs> what do you mean? I heard now, listen, it's, it's, it's a source. I heard Lionel Richie would go backstage. And get out of his changing room. If they didn't give him the right shirt, it didn't fit the right way. He was smacking people. Now I don't no. know if you saw that, but I, that's no, that's what that's, I heard. That's a one eighty from what I experienced. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That'd be, that's funny as hell, though. That's right. funny. <laughs> Maybe that was after he was smacking right, his yeah, row, where, you right. know he, he turned his corner. Yeah, right. dude. Well, yeah. Why no Richie yeah. smacking folks? I, well, I don't know. But so how was it? Um, you're on the show. We've never seen the behind the scenes of that, right? And we, you know, a lot of people have not seen the things that you've seen. And how was it a two-part having um, Jimmy Allen work with you and Coach? I love that guy, and yeah. I'd love to meet him someday. That uh, was crazy. Okay, <laughs> that was nuts. And he's super, he's super relatable. So, like, you know, there are celebrities that you know you'd talk to, and you're super nervous to meet. And I was super nervous to meet him, um, but. He's just a guy, man. Down he's to earth. So, so down to earth, so chill. So it made it so easy. Gotcha. Um, and not everybody's like that. Not everybody has that kind of 
quality to them. But right. you, know, hey, you, did, you did an amazing job. You made it to, Thank you. correct me if I'm wrong, you made it to the final 11. 14. 14, right? 14. 14, okay. And, I mean, just, just think about that, though, because uh, I watched your first uh, performance in the audition, and that was uh, The Dance by right. Garth Brooks, right? Right. Another great song, Tony. Um, so, you know, when, when, <laughs> if you have a heart, if you have a heart, you know, you know and uh, so that was amazing. And being there, going through everything that you did, I know you moved to Nashville. So did your expectations change when you left the show? Did you know, OK, right now I'm going to full force into my yeah. country music career? Well, that's what they 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 kind of had. Like we gave an exit interview. They gave us an exit interview kind of thing. And. One a word of advice to anybody that's going to do the show or anything, because okay. you're on top of the world right. after the show ends for you, and it ends for everybody. But if you don't put the pedal down and take advantage of it, it flees. It goes just like that. You it's know, gonna die, it's going to die. It's going to die out. Okay. And, and I'm not I'm not saying mine won't, but you got to at least you know you got it. You got to put the pedal down. You got to invest in yourself. You know, a lot of people will get off that show and they do really well yeah. and then that's it. They just go back home and they, you know, keep playing covers on their piano or guitar and that's fine. You know, right. But, you know, you, the, the, the gold is in your, is in your own music. You know, right. that's where, that's where the, the money lies. You know, you know, you can't just sing other people's songs forever. That's true. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, something that I'm currently working on right now. That's is, awesome. Is, I was going to ask you, where can we, uh, you know, we're definitely going to follow you, keep in so, contact with you, right. and, 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 and you know. Right. Yeah. So you can follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Dan Marshall Official. You can also find me on Facebook at Dan Marshall Official. Join my join my little group. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't really get on Twitter, but it's I think it's like Dan Marshall. It's like underscore Dan Marshall or something like that. I don't underscore Dan Marshall. But you guys, everybody out there, uh, I know you probably know of them already, but. It's an amazing young man right here, so definitely give him a follow. And I'm sure you got a lot of – I don't want to put it out there, but working on music, working on uh, – Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would it be possible for me and Tonio to be in a music video if you <laughs> put one out? Oh, yeah. Uh, we please, have, please, 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 please. I'm begging We you. have cowboy hat. I mean, whatever you want us to do, you know Come what I'm on. saying? I'm telling you. Uh, we won't say a word. We just want to be, you know, somewhere on there. If Antonio put on cowboy boots, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll tell you. All right. We'll do it. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. 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 Adam will be there. I mean, well, it'll, be, yeah. when it'll be great. Yeah. When it's time to release my first music video, you guys are getting a call. Oh, my gosh. Getting a call. Oh. Oh, it's on. It is on. I told y'all, you better get on the right team. Come on. I told y'all. This is amazing, dude. You've seen it. We won't do it. I my just want to be there. Yeah, my, my, my mom's literally going to cry. She wants her autograph so bad. Yeah, well, she's going to cry. This is, oh, dude, this, it, is, this is amazing. And we're going to continue to support you, not just because you're here today, man, but because you're 24 years old. You're wise beyond your years, you know? Thank you. Like, the direction that you're going the things that have been instilled in you to get you to this point, you know, meeting great people like Adam and you're living your life, man. Like I said, you could have gone in a whole different direction with this, but we're proud of you. Thank Honestly, you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, in closing, what small piece of advice would you give to the young people, not only in this community, but around the world that have seen you on American Idol that uh, want to follow that dream? Um, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say 
just take the first step, whatever it is. Okay. A lot of people will sit back on their hands and they will never get the courage to do what they want to do. And it's not just what you want to do too. You got to be realistic with it. Like I'm, if I decide tomorrow, I want to work for NASA. It's too late. You know, sorry. <laughs> That's like 15 years of hard math. It's too late, Dan. But if you really have a passion for something, you got that, you got that drive, you got that dream, you got the talent, do it. Right. Screw what other people think. Right. Because if they care, dude, they, they got enough problems in their life and they're just trying to, you know, look at somebody else. Right. You know, um, screw them. Yeah. Go, go do it. Take the first step. Take the first step. And then it. take the next one and then the next and, you know, you know, see you, where it goes, man. You might be, end up in Nashville. You might end up in writing Nashville. songs with Adam. Come on. And you got Derek Antonio, uh, with Stetsons in the background. That's so right. You never, you, never, you never know where you're going to end up. You know, I mean, this is by fate. This is, you know, the, the Lord put this together, man. That's right. And, uh, we just want to thank you for being on here. Uh, we had a couple more things that we didn't get into, but we don't want to hold you too long. Thank you, guys. Um, Dan, thank you, Adam. Uh, thank you, Curtis. And um, this has been episode four of Steak and Sauce Podcast. Please go ahead on YouTube, like, and subscribe to the channel. Also, like and subscribe to Finding Your Place Podcast with Scott Bunn. Please also come out to the Sunflower Festival, second annual Sunflower Festival tonight at Sinkland Farms at 3020 Reiner Road in Christiansburg. Dan will be performing from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's going to be great. Also follow Sinkland Farms on all social media platforms. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful farm out there. They have a lot of events coming up and uh, they post about everything. Uh, they're also very involved in the community and agriculture and um, how everything's changing with the science and stuff. So uh, just really give them a follow. We appreciate you guys being here and Thank look forward guys. to have, we'd love to have you back. Steak and sauce. Steak. I'm coming back. Hey, so you, heard, money. you heard it. You guys yeah. are money, man. Yeah. Thank Part you guys. Two. Thank you. Awesome.